1: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. Trigger warning, in this episode we will be discussing some distressing issues around sexual violence. There's a growing dangerous and degrading trend when it comes to sex. Choking. Both consensual and non-consensual. Recently, a BBC-commissioned survey of around 2,000 UK men aged 18-39 to found 71% who took part said they had slapped, choked, gagged or spat on their partner during consensual sex. Other UK research found that a third of women under the age of 40 had experienced unwanted slapping, choking, gagging or spitting during consensual sex. There's also evidence of it starting from a worryingly young age. One study found that 13% of sexually active girls aged 14 to 17 had already been choked. But why is this happening? Here to explain more about this concerning story is Maddie Musson, features journalist for The Evening Standard. So there seems to be this
2: really worrying trend coming about of choking, non-consensual choking during sex being normalized and almost expected within the younger generation. So Gen Z predominantly. Um, and it's predominantly also among heterosexual sex between women and men. And it seems like essentially it is being treated as though choking, which is objectively like quite a rough sex act, and genuinely quite dangerous if done badly. And you know, potentially fatal if done badly, is being introduced into sex as if it is basically just your run-of-the-mill sexual activity like oral sex or anything like that is just to the level where a lot of these women who are you know in their teens or early 20s expect it to happen even if they don't want it to and they expect people not to ask so a third of UK women under 40 have experienced unwanted slapping, choking, gagging, or spitting during consensual sex. So the sex can be entirely consensual, and you can be having a really good time. And then it will be that at some point, this kind of rough sex element, so choking, for example, is just introduced without any pre-conversations beforehand about whether you, you're into that, whether you want that, at what point you want that introduced, how hard you want that, how intense you would like to do this. It is just randomly thrown in like a kind of little extra tidbit during sex and then this actually increases as women get younger so that was a third of UK women under 40. When you bring it down to college students there was a US study of female US college students and 58% of these female US college students have experienced choking during sex.
0: Maddie, where does the law stand on this issue of non-consensual choking?
2: So the law is actually quite clear. It is illegal. I think it's in the domestic abuse or domestic violence bill. But I spoke to the author of this really good book called Rough. And she's called Rachel Thompson. And she basically is like complete expert on stuff like this. And the reason she wrote Rough is because she wanted to cover these topics of like grey area sex. So perhaps it's sex that you don't really want to have that much, but it's not rape. But it's also, you know, like it's consensual, but you don't necessarily really want to be doing it, and it also introduces this concept of like consensual sex, where there are non-consensual things happening within it. So you might be having consensual sex, and then someone chokes you, and that then becomes a crime.
0: A conservative MP has raised concerns over what is being taught in schools when it comes to this issue. What are they saying?
2: Yeah, it was a uh, Miriam Cates, the MP, conservative MP. She specifically said that um, that she worried that choking was being taught in schools, that kids were being taught how to choke each other. And um, I think it's it's not that, it's, the issue is um, this obviously is becoming like really prevalent in young people. I spoke to a sex educator called Susie McDonald. She works at Tender. It's like an independent organization that brings sex and relationship education into schools. And she was saying that they had been leading a session in which a 10 year old independently brought up choking, seemingly for no reason. And they, I think the educator was like, oh, why Why would you do that? Like, why would you bring that up? Kind of trying to like be gentle with it and kind of gauge why this kid was talking about this. And the 10 year old was like, well, what if she liked it about, you know, his partner, like, or, or like a perceived girlfriend of some kind. And, um, and that was really concerning to me. And that's the the thing with this Miriam Cates bringing up the educators are like teaching kids, to choke each other that's not what's going on it's that kids already know about this they've learned about this elsewhere and then it needs to be addressed so that they don't hurt each other
0: do we have any indication as to why choking during sex is happening more often so
2: it's porn Obviously we know young people watch porn, but the extent to which is obviously massive now. Uh, I think it's something like the British Board of Film Classification found that kids as young as seven are watching porn and 50% of children will definitely have seen porn by the age of 13. So if you're thinking about that 10-year-old kid that brought up choking in the classroom, that actually isn't so surprising when you think about the things that they will have seen by that age. And even though they're very young, they'll have seen so much. And... I think it was also a study of 14 to 18 year olds um, found that one in 10 teens already feel addicted to porn by that age, that they genuinely feel addicted. So if they are feeling addicted and they are like continually exposing themselves to porn, which can obviously be very graphic, very diverse in its content and quite aggressive. It means that they're going to be picking up on these things that like, generally they wouldn't learn in other ways like it's not like people talk about choking around the dinner table or your teacher is going to bring it up contrary to what miriam Cates believes um and it's also incredibly commonplace in porn choking is just in general it's it's something that comes up a lot in porn in fact i think an analysis of uh two major porn providers so that's Pornhub and x videos recently found that forty-five percent of porn Hub scenes and thirty-five percent of scenes on X Videos included at least one act of physical aggression. So that could be choking.
0: What do you think is the answer to this problem?
2: So this is another thing that I spoke to Susie McDonald at Tender about. The thing here is obviously you don't want to go teaching kids how to choke each other because that's just not that's just not normal. But if these kids already know, which it seems that they do, Susie made the point that They're very careful not to bring these things up to children in their workshops that they hold. They wait for the kids to come to them and bring it up themselves. And then they manage it and they only teach it in an age appropriate way. And they basically, they basically guide kids not to hurt each other. They don't shut down the questions, but they emphasize the importance of consent, respecting boundaries, safety and stuff like that. So they're never going to teach another child how to choke a child, but they will kind of explore it and make sure that they're not at risk of causing harm to someone else. And then as well as that, Sadiq Khan has recently injected £1 million worth of funds into London schools to help provide them with like anti-sexism classes, basically. So it's teaching kids everything from how to understand the impact of sexist and misogynistic behaviour, how to spot this behaviour and call it out, and also educating them on healthy relationships. So it basically cuts it out at the root.
0: Let's go to the ads. Stay there to find out what happened when Maddy spoke to 20-year-old Charlotte, who has been non-consensually choked every time she's had sex.
1: Wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: Welcome back. Still with me is Maddie Musson, features journalist for the Evening Standard. Maddie, you spoke to Charlotte about choking during sex. What did she tell you about her experience? So, Charlotte
2: is a 20 year old university student and she first experienced choking during sex non-consensual choking during sex which is the only kind of choking she's ever experienced because no one's ever asked um she first experienced this when she was 19 and it was her first ever sexual experience which is what makes it really sad because this guy that she was not even sleeping with at this point she was just kissing him just put his hand around her throat and squeezed and he didn't ask there weren't even the throes of sex It was just during kissing and she didn't know what to do. So she just accepted it. And this guy, funnily enough, she said, was generally a really sweet, wholesome, nice, caring guy. And she obviously lost her virginity to him. So throughout that, apparently he was was genuinely really good with her. He was communicative. He was asking if she was okay, And then he also did that. He just randomly introduced choking without asking her.
0: And this has happened multiple times since with other sexual partners, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, so it actually happened every single time she's had sex now at this point. And she told me at one point she brought a guy home, I think, on a one night stand and they were having sex and he unconsensually choked her to the point where she couldn't breathe. And she didn't have the, the breath to tell him to stop, which is why it's so scary. You are literally suffocating someone. And so she had to tap him on the arm and in her words, tap out, basically, to get him to stop. And she told me that he didn't apologise. He didn't even really act like he was remorseful. It was just like it was normal. And unfortunately, she has felt this too. Like, she has also adopted this kind of feeling towards non-consensual choking during sex, where she said it feels like it just slips in and she just expects it.
0: So where do we go from here? How can things improve, do you think?
2: So as part of the piece, I spoke to this porn star called Sarah J, and she has been in the industry for 20 years. And as well as, you know, quite damningly porn becoming more aggressive, she actually said that optimistically porn is so safe now or any any good porn star worth their salt, basically, or any good porn production company will have safety procedures, they will have consent forms, they will have really specific requirements when going through rough sex practices like choking. And the problem there is that this is all happening behind the scenes, but people aren't seeing this. You don't see like people signing consent forms in porn, but porn didn't used to be like this. And maybe that's part of the reason why it's trickled down into sex in such a pervasive way. Hopefully though, we can take the lead from where porn is going and the general kind of move towards a discussion of consent within society and these anti-sexism classes, these funding, the work of people like Susie McDonald at tender and basically we can aspire to hopefully be as good as the porn stars.
0: If you've been affected by issues raised in this episode, then you can call Rape Crisis for free on 0808 500 2222 or contact them via their website. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back on Monday at 4 pm.
1: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance.